I think the way that we talk about love, the way that we think about love is problematic especially when it comes to our significant others and the decisions we're making. And I don't think saying I love you should be the pinnacle of relationship seriousness. But love is blind, right? It it takes you over and you're overwhelmed by it. And so you don't see that even though you're saying I love you, there might be some other serious red flags waving that you don't see. I'm, I'm talking like Russian parade, everybody lying in the streets, waving the red flags, red everywhere and you don't see it because you're just looking straight ahead at that person and their beautiful smile and I love them what can I do all grown up hey everybody this is Paul Ingoni and welcome to another episode of the all grown up podcast we talk about your 20s your 30s because it's incredibly hard but incredibly important so we each episode we take a secret we take a question we take a lie that we're believing and that is the episode for today Again, my name is Paul Ingoni. You might remember me from such books as 101 Secrets to Your 20s, 101 Questions You Need to Ask in Your 20s. I'm the creator of allgrownup.com, G-R-O-A-N, like you're groaning in pain. And I have a new book coming out in March 2021, and it's called 25 Lies, 20-somethings Need to Stop Believing. Really excited about this book. A book about lies that has a lot of truth in it, hopefully. And I think it's going to encourage, inspire, and speak into people's lives when it releases March 2021. So today, I want to tackle one of these lies. Let's get to the lies. Who doesn't like talking about lies? Uh, it's like a TMZ show right now. But uh, And this one is a little TMZ-esque because we're going to get into relationship talk. I love relationship talk. We're gonna, And we're going to get into something that might be a little controversial. Controversial. I don't think I'm still saying that word right. Even when I bring my fingers up, controversial. Don't know if that's right or not. I'll let you be the judge. And I'm sure you will judge me, so <laughs> go for it. Oh, I've derailed. But back to, back to the lie. And this, I think, we'll see what this does to you. But I believe the lie that too many of us believe, the lie we're going to discuss today, the lie about relationships, and it's about love. And the lie is this, and I have it here on the video, it's in my typewriter, is all you need is love. That's the lie. Too many of of us have bought into the lie that all you need is love, especially when it comes to your serious relationships, your romantic other. This is the person that I love. All you need is love. Now, this obviously comes, first of all, from a Beatles song. All you need is love. All you need is love. Uh, And before I get Beatles hate mail, that Beatles, you know, the Beatles have uh, shown us the wrong path here. We must remember, this is also the band that talked about, you know, we all live in a yellow submarine or Rocky Raccoon or in an octopus's garden in the shade. (laughs) <laughs> you didn't know you were going to get so many Beatles songs in this podcast episode, and I apologize about that. But, uh, you know, the Beatles sang about a lot of stuff. They sang, sang about Rocky Raccoon and the Octopus's Garden and that we all live in a yellow, magical submarine. So the Beatles did, you know, they weren't always completely accurate. They had some great songs. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I, I like the Beatles as much as the next person. But all you need is love. I don't believe that's the truth. And I think the way that we talk about love, the way that we think about love is problematic especially when it comes to our significant others and the decisions we're making. And even the way we describe love. It's so interesting, right? Most of us talk about I'm I'm falling in love or I fell in love. 
It's an interesting metaphor, right? It's like, it's like you tripped. It's like love has come up with a big stick and you're walking down the sidewalk and all of a sudden it tripped you. And you're falling because gravity is taking over. You are powerless. So you are falling face first in the cement because you've fallen into love. And whether the, you know, the end result is, you know, something like a Hallmark, Cameron, Candace Burr, you know, the delightful, adorable Candace Cameron Burr and her Hallmark movies and, and love is going to work out in the end with the, the small town farmer, uh, meeting up with the big city woman and they, you know, they have to save this, the town, the small town, uh, from being redeveloped, you know, by, by the evil capitalists or whatever it is. You know, love's going to win. You know, when you're falling in love in a Hallmark movie, love is going to win. But then, you know, there's then the other falling in love, like a Shakespeare play, right? Where, where the people that fall in love, they literally get, it's like they get taken over. And you know the end result is going to be a tragedy. It's just bound to kill everybody, this this love. But that's why we talk about it, right? That I'm falling in love. I, I'm falling in love. It's out of my control. It's like, it's like we're abducted by an alien. Like the alien has come and taken over my body and I'm powerless. But I'm in love. You know, and that becomes the excuse then, right? And we've probably said it before. I know I've said it. We've heard other people say it. Where, but I'm in love becomes the excuse for staying in a really dysfunctional, unhealthy, damaging, hurtful, abusive relationship. But I'm in love. What do I do? Well, it's, it, it gets down to that lie that all you need is love. And I don't think saying I love you should be the pinnacle of relationship seriousness. And, and one example of this is, right, if you, if you ever watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, my wife talked me into somehow watching a season of The Bachelor. You know, you watch a few episodes and you get sucked in. Let's be honest, that's when the alien invasion comes again. You know, <laughs> where all of a sudden you care about all these very dysfunctional people uh, and this reality show that is not real, but you're all invested, right? Who are they going to pick? But right, the pinnacle of that show and most of our dating relationships, I remember being in high school and you're like, well, when, when are we going to say the L word? You know, and that's the, in The Bachelor. That's what they're leading up to is when are they going to get to the point where they can tell each other that they love them? You know, and that, and that guy might be saying that he loves, you know, I love you to seven other girls that he's sleeping with and meeting their family, you know, but, but I love you, you know, and I love you. And this is completely healthy way to enter into a long-term uh, significant relationship. But right, we use the pinnacle. I love you as the pinnacle. And and I just don't think that's the way to do it. I don't think I love you should be the pinnacle phrase. I actually think we need to break this down. What goes into love? What goes into the feelings of love and what goes into the reality of love? And I actually think in relationships, we'd be better suited leading up to some other statements that I think are more honest I think it's easy to fool ourselves into thinking that we love somebody based on infatuation, based on that kind of just that the feelings and the butterflies. And, and I've been there. I know what it's like. Uh, and that's why I talk about in my book, 101 Secrets Your 20s. I say that one of the secrets is love is blind. You need, you need to enlist some seeing eye dogs. You know, love is blind. You need to enlist some seeing eye dogs. And I've had friends like that in my life where they're like, dude, you're being blinded by reality right now, but you need to not walk away from this person. You need to run away from this person because we're your seeing eye dogs. You're blind. Get out before the damage happens. And of course you don't listen to them because you think you're seeing clearly. And then of course they were right, which was my case 
which we won't get into that story, maybe at a different podcast. But um, but love is blind, right? It, it takes you over and you're overwhelmed by it. And so you don't see that even though you're saying, I love you, there might be some other serious red flags waving that you don't see. I'm, I'm talking like Russian parade, everybody lying in the streets, waving the red flags, red everywhere. And you don't see it because you're just looking straight ahead at that person and their beautiful smile. And I love them. What can I do? I'm just drawn. The the tractor beam. Whoop, whoop. That's my tractor beam sound. It sucked me in. Just sucked me right in. The tractor beam. I'm helpless. But what if we use some other phrases? And I talk about this in my book. I go into more depth. 25 lies. 20-somethings need to stop believing. And let's be honest. 30-somethings need to stop believing too. And, and I talk about some other statements that what if, what if instead of we were leading up to I love you as this pinnacle of relationship seriousness, what if instead can you say I trust you? What if that was the pinnacle statement? What if you're leading up to saying, you know what? I trust you. And you know what? I trust you with my life. And I've related this to, to, to war metaphors sometimes. You know that if you were in a bunker with somebody and you were literally in the fight for your life. Trust is pretty crucial. Not this infatuated feeling of, oh, I think they're really cool and they're nice and they're friendly and uh, they have a lot of money or, or whatever it is that you're drawn to that person. No, when you're in a bunker, when there is bullets flying over your head, you're back to back with this person and you literally have to trust them with your life that they are going to stay, that you can depend on them, that you can trust them through the good times, the bad, you're in the muck, the mire. Uh, you're in a fight for your life and you can trust that person to be there for you just as you were going to be there for them. And that you trust this person that they are who they say they are, that they're not lying to you, that your whole relationship isn't based on lies. It's so important. And if that trust foundation is not there, gosh, that is, that is a shaky foundation to build a relationship on. And right. I think a lot of people, we say we love this person, but then honestly, if we were asked, do you trust them? Could you trust them with your life? We'd say, no, not really. Well, then can you honestly say that you love them? Or is trust outranking love at this point? Because let me tell you, when you're married, I've been married for 12 years now. I'm, I'm no expert, but I've seen and done a lot of mistakes that I've learned from for kids. And so, you know, I know what it's like. And really, I mean, there is a war sometimes fighting against your marriage coming from the outside in so many different ways. And when it, when it's raging, are you going to fight against each other or are you going to fight for each other? And I think when trust is there, when you know that person is going to stay through thick and thin, we're not going to throw out the D word. And that and that's a rule my wife and I made early on. My wife made it and I, we've stuck to it. And I think it's been a really important one for our relationship that we're not going to throw out the D grenade. The, the divorce grenade. We're not going to throw that out when we're fighting. That's a low blow. That's a low blow that that explodes trust. So we're not going to throw that out. And that's not going to become this like, you know, you better do this for me or let's talk divorce. We're not going to do it. Use trust as that foundation, that bedrock. You know, and trust is is very stark. It's very real. Um because love can feel mysterious and trust, I think, is blunt. And I write about this in my book. Love can feel mysterious. Trust is blunt. Love is like a flamboyant tango instructor showing you the sexy and the sizzle. Trust is like your accountant showing you the stark reality of your financial statements. 
The numbers don't lie. Trust doesn't lie. So if you're thinking you're loving somebody, but you can't trust them, you got to think seriously about this relationship. Other than trust, what about um, instead of saying, I love you, what if we were leading to, or can you say, I value and respect you? Man, I think that has some substance to it, right? And I think sometimes that comes down to uh, shared values. And I think so many marriages, they erode, they unravel, because there was just never a conversation about what are your values? What are your top values? What are the values that you hold true and dear that you want to live your life by? And so even though maybe you do love this person and you do even trust them, you might just have contradicting soul values that are fighting against each other and you don't even know it yet. So, and they could be two good values. You know, let's say, for example, that you have a value for responsibility. You want to be a responsible person. Uh, you like routines. Uh, you like kind of that safety of doing the same thing every day, every week, responsible adult. That's a value of yours. And then maybe you're married to somebody who values risk, who values taking chances, right? So that person, they want to start new businesses. They want to go for big dreams, big goals. They want to travel. They want to have these big things in mind. And so that could be contradicting values. Neither value could is necessarily wrong or right. They just might be at conflict with each other. So that value piece is a huge one. And I think too many of us, we never have that conversation of what are your soul values and how do these align or, or disalign with each other? And let's talk about that. Let's talk about what life looks like when you have a value for this and I have a value for that. And thankfully, my wife and I, I mean, I think we did talk about this a little bit in engagement and dating, but I think we were, I mean, I think we we're just lucky and blessed in many ways that we had some similar values that we didn't even quite realize and that we do both have values for risk. Uh, in our instance, uh, we don't need necessarily secure and stable all the time. So we've lived a very different, crazy life of taking adventures, of not working real jobs, entrepreneurial type things, and just blazing our own path and taking those chances together and trusting each other that we're going to walk on this path together. So again, those shared value piece also creates trust because you know the values that you're each coming from and leading from uh, in your relationship. How about instead of saying, I love you, what if what if it's, uh, I'll sacrifice for you? You know, you don't see in Bachelor, you don't see them running to say that, right? They're getting on the couch with the rose and the tears coming down and saying, you know, I'll sacrifice for you. You know, and then the other person's like, you know, I'll sacrifice for you. I'll sacrifice my version of what the idyllic marriage is always supposed to look like. And right, and, and, and in marriage, in, in any relationship, each person is going to have to sacrifice something. You can't just live your fully 100% selfish existence and be in a healthy marriage. You can't be a good parent and live selfishly, right? I mean, the kids will just rip the selfish right out of you. Obviously, you got to take care of yourself. You got to do things for yourself, but you also have, in our case, four kids that need to survive and live that you're taking care of. Uh, so you can't just go and do whatever you want to do. You can't just leave four kids at home under eight years old because you want to go to a baseball game or a movie. The police look down on those kind of things. I don't, you know, I don't know, but um, we've never done that. Just put that on the record. But I'll sacrifice for you. And in marriage, you have to sacrifice for each other. You have to. If you're going to live just your own life and doing my own thing, and this is the way it always is, and I'm not going to budge, I'm not going to sacrifice, I'm not going to adapt. 
man, that's those are going to be two rigid people that are just going to be slamming into each other all the time. Now, obviously, you don't sacrifice your values, hopefully, in a sense of who you are. Try to keep that core self uh, and not just give it all away to that other person. Uh, but that conversation of what, how are we going to do this together? How are we going to do this dance together with each one of us leading at times, not just one of us taking control and, and calling all the shots. And then another one, you know, instead of saying, I I love you, how about I believe in you? I believe in you. I believe in who you are. I believe you have what it takes. And I know from, from myself, my wife saying that to me and showing me that, was such a huge part of her showing that she loved me because she believed in me. Even when every publisher was turning me down, I was gainfully unemployed, not bringing much to the marriage other than student loan debt. And she was still saying, I believe in you. And let me tell you, that meant more. That showed me love more than her saying, I love you. Now go get a real job, which she did say at some point too. But but I knew always it was from that sense of, I really believe in you, Paul. I want what's best for you and for what's best for us. So hopefully we've seen that maybe just this, this lie that all you need is love. That if love overtakes you, you're, you have no control anymore, you're falling, gravity has taken hold of you, you've been abducted, so you can't ask any questions, even if it's totally messed up and dysfunctional, whatever, but I love them, I love them so much. Well, can you ask some of these other questions? Do they ring true? And if they don't, maybe your love is more lie than truth. And if you want to read more about this or if those were too fast and you want to get me breaking down this more and why it's so important, again, 25 Lies, 20-somethings you to stop believing comes out March 2021. Sales pitch. Oh! But I really believe in this book or I wouldn't be talking about it. I believe so much in the truth that it brings and the life and the hope that it brings. And obviously that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I believe in it. And I, and, I, and I care about you, and I want to see you live a good, healthy, just prosperous life. And so that's why I'm talking about these lies, because if we're believing lies, if we're being held back by lies that we don't even realize, well, I want to be there to help you, all of us cut off those chains, cut off those chains that are holding us back. And maybe one of them is all you need is love. Paul Angoni, All Grown Up Podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. All you need is love. All you need is love, love, love is all you need, or maybe not. Goodbye.